Welcome to our Pearlside Small Group Leaders Podcast, where we help you lead your small group. This is Pastor Tim, and joining me today is Pastor Billy from the main campus. What's up? What's up? And uh, we are excited because we are in this great series called Resilient. And especially as people of God, we're called to be resilient people that represent the kingdom of God, which never ends and lasts forever. And speaking of the kingdom of God, in the Old Testament, we have the prophet Elijah, who was ushering in the truth of the kingdom. And so we've been going week by week, and this is week two as we continue the journey of Elijah and pulling principles in how we can be resilient. And in life, we go through different seasons. Um, I just, I think about my daughter. She, my youngest is celebrating her eighth birthday last week. And I'm like, wow, my baby is now eight years old. Mm -hmm. And so it's a different season my wife is in, and I are in because none of our kids are in diapers anymore. And so a resilient life is a life that's able to navigate changes in seasons, going from one season to the next. And what often is the enemy of change is comfort. But God is not concerned with our comfort. He wants us to be able to walk in his purpose. And so when we look at Elijah, he was in this season where despite a drought, God was providing for him through uh, ravens bringing him food and sustenance and water from the brook. However, that season ended and so God spoke to Elijah, and what stands out to us is that Elijah obeyed God, and that ended up into this miraculous encounter with this widow. So because of his obedience to God, he was able to encounter this widow who was about to make her last meal with her son and die. That's literally what she said. I'm going to prepare this mm -hmm. for my son and I, and then we're going to die. <laughs> and it's because they were in a drought. But Elijah instructed her to make something for him first, and then he declared that the flour and oil that she had, what little that she had, would not end until the drought ended. Mm -hmm. And so that was a miraculous provision that happened, and surely just as he said, just as God said, it happened. And so we have the scriptures there that outline this, and in our bullet points after reading the scripture, it says, trust in God's guidance. When Elijah's season of provision by the brook ended, he did not delay in obedience. That allowed him to meet the widow at the right time. Mm -hmm. Remember, delayed obedience is similar to disobedience to God. And then we have a little bit more of the main text from this past weekend. And then that bullet point then says, believe God for the miraculous. God is the only one that can make something happen from nothing. God multiplied the widow's resources, which sustained her through the drought. A resilient life is learning to recognize that God can work beyond our limited resources. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go ahead and unpack the discussion questions together. And this first one is our gold standard. What stands out to you from the weekend sermon or the main thought and scriptures above and why? Pastor Billy, any thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I can't imagine being Elijah, first of all, having stood up against Ahab, having to, you know, declaring the drought as judgment mm -hmm. and then having to flee for his life, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's, right. Like, that's like the end of your life. He basically got canceled, you know, by... Yeah by the king of the nation. Um, and But God miraculously provided for him by the brook. And ravens brought him food in mm -hmm. the morning, bread and meat, which is pretty good, and then in the morning and in the evening. And then all of a sudden that provision dries up. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like I'd be like, God, what happened? I obeyed you. I'm following you. It was working good, and then it stopped. But I love the point that you made, Pastor Tim. That that is a change in season. And if Elijah didn't obey God in the in the next season, he wouldn't have met the widow mm-hmm. and then found a new source of provision. And right. that's what really stands out to me. You know, because sometimes we find God working in one way in one season, and we think He's always going to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's always going to work in this way. He's always going to provide for me in this way. But sometimes when that provision runs out or when those opportunities run out, God is trying to move us to another season. But I can just imagine, like, Elijah could have just sat there by the brook and be like, bro, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, you know, and just, just stay there and maybe even get angry at God when God is saying, no, I want you to move to another season. And um, so that really stands out to me because I think God is constantly trying to move us into his will. And sometimes right. when the brook dries up, metaphorically speaking, it's because he wants us to go to another place to find a new source of provision and also a person or people mm-hmm. who he wants us to minister to. Mm-hmm. Because God called him to go to, to, to the, that region and minister to this widow. And God not just provided for Elijah, but he provided for the widow and her son as well. And I wonder for all of us, you know, what, what are some seasons we get stuck in? Right. And we, we're, we're waiting for God to come back when God is saying, no, I want you to move to a new place, a new season. Maybe it's a new opportunity, a new job right, even, right. Uh, new relationships even. You know, that, that, you know, we still ha- maybe if we're still hanging out with all of our high school friends, maybe it's time to go make some new friends mm-hmm. because maybe they're the one that you're supposed to love and serve in this season, but you're stuck with your old friends. You know, there's new seasons in all of our lives, but very often we get stuck because we get comfortable, right. like you said earlier, and we may be missing out on the provision that God has in the new season because we're stuck in the old. And I just wonder how many of us uh, can sometimes get stuck in that season. That's exciting. And and we're really looking forward to the conversations that are going to be coming forth from this guide because inevitably there's probably going to be one or two or maybe even more individuals within your small group that are just at a fork in a road like what we're looking at with Mm -hmm. elijah where he has to hear god and then make a decision to be able to navigate this change of season and so there may be people in your group that are wrestling with whether they're changing careers moving Mm -hmm. location Mm -hmm. from hawaii to vegas you know (laughs) somewhere uh something major change in their life and you know one thing i want to remind us as a group a good group leader we're we're not called to make decisions for people yeah I think what's important is that we just ask great questions. Mm -hmm. You know, why do you feel like God is calling you to do this? Mm -hmm. Those kind of questions. uh, What what do you think God's purpose is if you were to make this change? Mm -hmm. What do you think he's trying to do? And then stand alongside of them and pray with them. But we're not called to make the decision for them. I think a good takeaway is, you know, if you feel stuck or anyone feels stuck, in their in in your group, you know, they just feel like, man, I'm just stuck. You know, I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. There's no purpose here. Mm-hmm. I feel dry. I feel empty. Right? Ask them to pray about it. Have you yes. prayed about that? Yes. You know, have you sought the Lord on that? Because what I love, I was just looking back at the text. The brook dried up. It says, then the word of the Lord came to him to go to Zarephath, the region in Sidon, and stay there. And I have directed the widow there to supply food, supply you with food. So God already had a plan. Yeah. Elijah didn't know the plan, but it was in prayer that the plan became clear. Right? Mm-hmm. You're stuck at this brook. Elijah, but if you go to Zarephath, you won't be stuck anymore. There's so provision good. there for you. And sometimes, it's, I love what you said, Tim, you know, sometimes we, we want to tell people, yeah, you should just quit your job. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. You want to tell people, hey, have you sought the Lord on yes. that? And what is he telling you to do? And you know, very often as you, you ask people to do that, the Lord will speak to them. Mm-hmm. And then it's not us telling them what to do. It's the Holy Spirit told them. And then we just pray for them and confirm them and encourage them along the way. Um, but it, yeah, I would encourage people, if you're, you feel stuck, have you sought the Lord on that? Because mm-hmm. God has a provision for you. He has a plan for you, but have you sought Him, right? And, are, and then are you going to be willing right. to obey and go? 
you know, because maybe Elijah made a, made a nice little campsite at the brook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I worked hard to build this, right. and now you're telling me to leave it? Yes, because there's better provision for you, and there's a purpose for you if you leave and go to Zarephath, like I've told you. So, You know, encouraging people to, to have you prayed about it and encouraging them to continue to seek God's will and through prayer, that is such a, a great value of discipleship. And that's a reminder that small yeah. groups is not a place for us to come and get all the answers. It's a place for us to grow in discipleship. Mm-hmm. And discipleship is our daily walk with God. And so as a good small group leader, it's always those constant encouragements. And that's what we do. Mm -hmm. We help people become excellent disciples and followers of Christ. Well, our, our next question is, God desires for us to not delay in obeying him. Describe a past or current situation where you were or are challenged in obeying God. What happened and what did you learn? Yeah, you know, I mean, I just thinking, you know, when I was in college, you know, I, I thought I was going to go and be, come back and be the youth pastor, you know, here, you know, after I did the school of campus ministry. And um, that season, you know, it didn't work out that, that you know, Pastor Norman and Pastor Paris told me, you know, you're, you're going to be the college pastor. And I was like, dang, that's not what I wanted to do. That wasn't the season that I was expecting, you know, but, you know, that's one thing too, you know, I always would trust whatever, you know, Pastor Norman, Pastor Paris would, you know, direct and guide. And um, I just had to say yes, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't understand, like, that wasn't the plan that mm-hmm. I had in mind. Um, but, you know, processing with others, seeking God in prayer, and I, which I did, and I realized, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it didn't turn out the way that I thought it would, but it ended up being better than I expected, you know. And so sometimes when, when the Lord leads us in ways that we don't expect, it can be frustrating, it can be scary, but when you trust God and walk it out, Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've learned that just just to, just trust God, that that voice of God, and and then of course you get accountability and you process it with others. When you step out in faith, even though you can't line up all the ducks and make all make it all make sense, right? And God works things out in ways that you you can't expect. And now I have so many of those examples just over the course of my life that I'm like, okay, God, if you're leave, leading me to leave something and go do something else, God, I trust you. Like yes. you're you're fully in control. You know, and even just taking over the main campus last year. like, man, that was scary. I had mm-hmm. no idea what that would actually look like. And there's just, that's a whole long story. But, you know, God is faithful. Yes. You know? And it's just a matter of us. Will we trust him? Will yes. we obey? And will we go? And I think many times we get stuck because we mm-hmm. want it to all make sense first. Right. You know, I'm a very logical person. I want everything to make sense. Right. But I've learned over the years, no, sometimes you just got to trust. Even mm-hmm. though it doesn't make sense right now, you just got to trust and obey. And it'll make sense later. Yeah. And, you know, and back then when you were a widow during Elijah's days, um, it was it, it was automatic that they, she would have limited resources. That's right. yeah. And so it seems like a contradiction for Elijah to go seek help from a widow. Yeah, right. And uh, but yet that's what God told him and he obeyed God. And it seemed like a contradiction for the widow to make a cake of bread for Elijah first. first like, Dude, this yeah. is all we have, yeah. right? It, it's counterintuitive. It's the whole principle mm-hmm. of sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it several weeks ago, right? right? We give and we receive even more. That's a contradiction, but that's the way the kingdom of God works. Mm-hmm. She gave all that she had and the Lord provided her all that she right. needed in the end, right? And so, um, you know, even as you're describing your personal story and thinking through so many of my decisions and stories, um, points where I had to make a decision in obeying God, it's, it's, I was always more blessed when I chose to not drag my feet in the sand mm-hmm. and chose to just trust God and do it. Like, if that's really what God's calling me to do, okay, God, you're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the main um, emphasis in this bullet point is encouraging one another to be quick to obey God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, building off of that question, we conclude with when facing a new season, what is your natural response? What steps can you take to grow in your trust and obedience to God? <laughs> My natural response is uh, what? You know, yeah. like a little bit of fear, right. a little bit of anxiety. Just uh, keeping it real. I think that's normal. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I used to romanticize that. Oh, when God's calling you to do something, it's kind of like, you know, oh, you know, the angels are singing, the light's mm-hmm. shining, and we just automatically float into a new season. No, I think it's normal to have fear and worry and anxiety. Scripture doesn't expressly say it, but I'm sure Elijah went through that. In fact, we'll see it later on where he he really dealt with some depression and, and, and all these kinds of symptoms. But I think it's natural to be afraid. But, you know, you take these baby steps, you see the Lord provide for you. It gives you courage for the bigger things later on. Because as we'll see, this this trusting God for provision was a small thing that he mm-hmm. had to trust him for. It gets a lot tougher as the story continues, similar like our lives. We trust God in the small things, but it gives us courage for the bigger battles that are coming along the way. Um, we just have to keep on trusting him. So if you're facing that season now, or there's someone in your group that's facing that season, encourage them because they're probably yes. dealing with a lot of anxiety, yes. a lot of fear. Yes. But give them that grace. But as they continue to trust, as we continue to trust, our faith will grow in our in proportion to our obedience. And I think that's the testimony that we can share. So I would encourage you, leaders, to share testimonies of how you've uh, seen God come through in small seasons, how it's given you courage for bigger ones, mm-hmm. that we could give that encouragement and courage away uh, to the people who may be newer at yeah. this obedience thing. I, I love it. And, you know, as you're sharing, I, I kind of made that... Uh, tongue-in-cheek comment, uh, keeping it real. And I think this, I'm really excited about this question because in this question, leaders, you're going to have a a good litmus test of where everyone's at in their faith. And again, if someone is going through a challenging season Mm -hmm. and they're facing anxiety or fear, that doesn't make them a weak Christian. But Mm -hmm. as a leader, now you're, you know, like, okay, I got to make sure I shepherd this guy or this woman a little bit more, you know, with, with more attention. And so this question would reveal a lot about what people are facing currently in their life and where they're at with God. So uh, that should be a, a really fruitful discussion. And then after that, of course, we have our prayer points. And in these prayer points, it gets real specific. So I want to encourage you leaders to um, do your best to, to pull out really what's going on in people's hearts and uh, continue to keep it real before God. Amen. because. The, the humble receives grace, but it's the, the proud that God resists. That's true. And we want the grace to flow into our small groups. So Amen. we're really praying and believing for God to continue to build off of all the fruitful work that he's already been doing with the last season of our church. And we're, we know that God has a new season that he's bringing us in into um, our small groups, into our services, and that's a season of revival. Mm-hmm. And that'll all happen as we take, each of us take these steps of obedience in faith and walk into new seasons together. God bless you. We love you, small group leaders. Thank you. Thank you.